You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. I know nothing about that. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Your Dose of Death Podcast. As always, I'm Lauren. Joined, as as always, by my esteemed co-host, the man who got potatoed around the world, Mike Serino. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will get into that shortly. But again, thank you to everyone who is listening to this episode. Um, Happy 2023. No, we got a little delay on this one, but we got it done after some crazy shenanigans that happened over the weekend. Mike, how are you feeling? Dude, what's crazy is I was like, oh, it's not going to be a big deal. It's just like a little punch. And then after I got hit, I went to like, I put on a hoodie and then went back out to like kind of disguise myself. And usually I'm like running around the venue, like taking video clips of everything. And like, I'm really (laughs) lively. And I was just like sitting there, like not even recording, just like staring and Justin Finn, happy birthday, Justin, was like, what's wrong with you, dude? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you haven't said a word in like 20 minutes. I was like, "Ah, I think I'm out of it. Like, I think, um, I think I hit my head, um, when I fell back. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I was quite out of it. Um, and it took me like a day, but man, uh, yeah, probably my first and last time ever getting into a ring, but it was a, it was an interesting moment. Man. So fun context about where I was in life when that whole thing happened. I was actually and I didn't talk to you for like days and then No, it was well, so what happened was I was actually out with friends just enjoying the night. I I caught up on all shows like that Sunday. But so I didn't see that this happened until I was actually making my way home. I was getting on the train and I'm looking through Instagram and I see MDK Club put it on their insta and i'm like wait excuse me D- am i seeing this right and everyone's like justice for king's row and i'm like what what did you do and i, Dude, I yeah and i put it on insta i'm like the one time my co-host gets in the goddamn ring he gets socked and potatoed by necro butcher of all people um <laughs> dude i mean i'll give everybody some context about this Okay. Um, Rob Black, like two months ago, was like, "Hey, those awards that you did, like, you know, you actually have physical awards." And I was like, yeah, "I do. I made them for Drake and and Schlack for their match because they won the fan poll." And he said, "Why don't you bring them to the show in January? Um, we'll make it into an angle." So I was like, "All right, cool." So like a couple of weeks ago, I asked him like what he was thinking if he still wanted me, and he's like, "Wear a suit." And I was like, "All right, I'll wear a suit." And he's like, we'll have like a thing, like I'll come out, I'll introduce you, like we'll do an entrance and we'll get the awards out. Like and I was like, all right, cool. And then I was like, is like they're gonna be like a, a heat angle? And he's like, yeah, maybe someone will come out and try to take the awards. I was like, that's fine. The original plan, though, as the days progressed leading up to this, was that the Necro was gonna come out with a bundle and hit me. And I was, I kept telling Rob, I said, 
after I saw his match with Dilf Boy, I was like, I do not want to get punched by this guy. I was like, he like his punches are too too much. Even his like his uh, you know wrestling punches. I was like, just hit me with a bundle. He could throw me through a pane of glass. Like I'm fine with anything like that. Like I just don't want to get hit by him. So he's like, all right, all right, we'll do a bundle. So I get to the show and I'm like, hey Rob, like uh, we're still doing that. He goes and he's like, oh, I I don't know. I, just, uh, find me in five minutes. And I was like freaking. Out. I was like, what 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 am I doing? Uh, so we finally like discussed it with everybody with the with his faction, and uh, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna potato you. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna hit you. And I'm like, uh, can we? Can we? I said, like, can we do tubes, sir? And he's like, no, I'm hitting you. And I'm like, yes, sir. And then the hardcore hillbilly. Uh, Drew yeah. was like, I'll splash you too. And I was like, oh my God, like, what did I do? Like, why am I here? Like, I want to get killed out here. And like, the other guy, Dan, like, I'm going to pin you. Um, so, yeah, I got hit by Necro. He, he's no joke. Uh, he, he, he hits hard. Um, like, he me barely down, hit like, you, though. That's really the crazy thing. Dude, and, it, and I felt it. And I have, I have like, did I still feel it in my jaw? Um, and the splash didn't feel good either. Um, but oh, I, I, spl- I didn't realize they splashed you too. I didn't see that clip. Yeah, you didn't know. Yeah, the hardcore hillbilly did a splash. Oh my god! And Rob's just sitting there laughing, and I'm like, Rob's face. Yeah, if you haven't seen the punch, Rob's just like, we will. I'll show. He's just like this. He's like, oh my lord, why did I let this yeah. kid do this? And he's like, oh, we, uh, you know, probably never gonna get coverage from him again. Um, <laughs> But I can't believe I got pinned in the ring for one, two, three. So I guess I, I technically had a match. Yeah, you did. I mean, you weren't uh, not even trained. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Guys, so funny if it was on the cage match. Oh, my God. I, I was going to say, though, because this has been mentioned to me, but someone was saying they should someone should do Middens versus King's Road in the future. And I'm like. Oh, well, I would destroy him. No offense <laughs> to me. <laughs> hey, Middens. <laughs> No offense, brother. I love you, but if we're going head to head, man, I'm gonna come out like cologne. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Oh brother. God, this has already gone off the rails, just so everyone knows. This is dude. You know that there's an XPW show scheduled for Pomona. Yeah. In August called Genocide 2. What? They have like all the yeah. Oh. Okay, I'm on the cage match now. That's an interesting name. I don't know if that's gonna be the, the the name by the time it happens, but okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. Halloween so, um, and Hell Four. Oh, Halloween! Problematic. Hell. Pleasures of the flesh. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but I mean, how was your experience other than that at XPW? Like, well, I mean, you've been a big promoter of their shows, but I, I know. Some, I mean, I've gotten a lot of shit for it. Like, I'm going to be completely real with it with, yeah, with everybody here. Like, we we want to be transparent that. with you as yeah. much as possible. But I will say, yeah, like, but I, I do want your um, opinion. Well, I'm not signing off on like the promoter or the individuals who work there and their personal lives and their views and what they've done in the past. But from a strictly wrestling perspective, um, the shows are quite fun to go to, I'll be honest. And I, I do enjoy watching them because it's such a change of pace from what you normally get with the death match, which is just like super serious. We're going in there, we're gonna kill each other. Like there's like it's so it's so goofy, there's like cheesy nineties storyline. So it's like it's a fun break most of the time. And some of the matches are real misses, like I'll be honest. But some of them are hit and they're fucking Great. Um, I've said it on great. Twitter. I've said it everywhere. Their women's matches are 
They're top notch. Yeah, they're, they're very good. I, I think they should be pushing their women's division more if you ask me. I mean, I think what the I think men's they could match the shows. Yeah, I think they should main event the shows. I agree. I mean, listen, like we're in an era right now where there are more women doing death matches than are there have been in years. Let's be real here. And we're in a renaissance of great female deathmatch wrestlers. Why not run the gauntlet with them main eventing shows? Why not? I mean, to me, though, when I talk about XPW, Ludark, Sage are your two women that they're building around. And I said, I think for, I think Lindsay Snow's in for a breakout year. I think she's like the number three woman they could build around. You Like, yeah, you have your top ace and you have like your chaser, but Lindsay Snow could be the catalyst that changes things. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah. I, I love their women's division. That's like a thing that I always like when people are like, why would you go and support that company? I love Sage Sin Supreme. Um, I think she's a beast and I, I really like Blue Dark and like, dude, some of the matches, man, like the, every Drake the Sawyer, the too, Sawyer Sage Sin match was absolutely mind blowing. And not that even just great. the fact that a dude literally used his teeth to take out a pencil out of a chick's arm. Like that's, that's a lot, but like just in general, I mean, Sawyer, I know she was a stand in, but she was a last minute replacement for somebody. And I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember Um, that. And I mean, like the, the Kings road fan awards, you know, the, the fans, it wasn't me. The fans voted. Drake and Schlack as the match of the year. So I'm not going to dispute what the fans of yeah. the page say. That's that's who they wanted. That's who the Facebook group forums wanted. Um, the fans spoke. Dude, yeah, every time every time Drake gets into the ring at an XW show, it's crazy. It's like usually it's very good. Uh, I am I'm a little sad, and I didn't even talk to you about this, but um, I was so so excited for the main event. Um, I love exposed boards matches. It's probably my favorite yeah, match stipulation. It's a cool step. And, I, um, I did see some clips of it. I will say that. Well, Necro fell out of the ring. Yeah, uh, I saw. I saw that. Up. He uh, hit his head like um, there was somebody else in TOS four who I'm not going to mention. Um, oh yeah, I, I know exactly. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. You don't need to mention. And they had to call the match early, so there were like there were about 20 pains surrounding the ring, and oh, they didn't wow. use any. Wow. Yeah, it was That's like brutal. I was like it was that was a letdown, dude. But um, what can you do if someone gets hurt? You know, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, I myself was watching the. I caught up on all the ICW craziness, um, and um, I gotta say, I I have an early match of the year candidate, and I know this is gonna be crazy, but Neil Diamond Cutter Sakuda is already on my match of the year. I see. I'm not. I, I love Neil, but, but man, I couldn't sit through that. Like I, I said, I'm amazed. I am amazed. I sat through it, but to me, here's what made it good. Like that's what Sakuda came to the states to do. Like there's a lot of people out there, and I'm not trying to take this as a dig. There's a lot of you that didn't realize what Soshiyuki Sakuda does. That now realize no, maybe what he does. I mean, did everyone forget did NGI? Did everyone forget NGI in Wisconsin Dutcher for GCW when he literally did the same exact stuff, just to a different extent? I mean, like, this is a guy who, during 
I believe was a big Japan match earlier this year, had a hole in his back. Yeah. Oh, it was freedoms. It was freedoms. It was absolutely just good. Dude, so I'm not into those types of death matches, but Neil did a great, great, great job. Neil, Um, And mind you, Neil was actually, he hurt his forearm the night before. Like, he was hurt going to that match. He he put it on a promo, and he was like, I am hurt, but I'm still going to come out here and perform for you guys. And um, because I had messaged him the morning before, like the morning before Sakuda, and he was like, I'm not happy. Like, why? I'm like, you're getting to face Sakuda, dude. And he's like, I know, but I'm hurt. I'm not 100%. And <laughs> not only did he give it 110%, but he he almost broke the, the internet with that match. Neil broke the internet with that match. Let's be real. I mean, yeah, that was, it, was, it was people... Like, are underestimating him me and you like i i've i've been more than happy to say this but i consider neil one of my best friends in wrestling and the guy single-handedly outperforms himself outdoes himself every single time he enters the ring and i'm gonna put this out there since he already put it out there on iwtv but i want him to see him against kasai i want to see him against kasai i will will that into existence until it happens Mm -hmm. Give us Neil Diamond Cutter, Jim Kasai, whether that's here in the States, whether that's in Japan, whether that's a neutral territory. I don't care where, but I think Kasai and Neil will do wonders for each other. Well, do people really underestimate this guy? Um, and I think I even did until I saw him face Lucky 13. That was so good. Um, that was so good. That's another thing about XPW. Like, they book some people that I really, really enjoy watching. So that's another reason why if anyone wants an explanation of why Support, I go to the shows. It's support the lucky. talent, not the letters. That's what I kind of say. Um, but yeah, until I saw him versus Lucky, I kind of underestimated Neil. I was like, eh, he's okay, like whatever. Like he's by far the best wrestler, like technical wrestler that wrestles. Well, a hybrid, the game, I think. Um, he he, and there's there's a few people out there. I'm not going to call them out by names, but they, uh, you know, always are like, oh, I don't think he's that good. Like, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, I mean, the like, the guy me, literally side match would be unreal yeah. with him. He could he could do it. He could do it. I mean, it's like I've known Neil since he came back at Insane Eight in during COVID in 2020, and I was just so impressed by it. like the fact like he he mind you he wasn't getting booked much elsewhere before Insane Eight, the 2020 version I should say, and. He, not only did he made it to the semis, he um uh, beat I'm trying to remember who he beat. He beat um he beat Orin that year. He beat he beat Orin, he beat I'm trying to remember who was first round. Oh, it was this it might have been dysfunction. I think it was I dysfunction. Have the somewhere. Yeah, it was I think it was dysfunction now that I think about it. But if anyone remembers, feel free to correct me on that. Um but yeah, I think then, the best going. But then, like, he's shot out of a cannon. He he is everywhere. I mean, hell, he made it on GCW. Like, he has been I, everywhere and, and anywhere. Mercer. Oh, that it was funny. Yeah. We, we talked about the day after. He's like, Shane flips me around too much. I'm like, Mercer, what else is new? He murdered him, dude. But yeah, Neil's, um, Neil's tough as they come. Neil versus Lucky from H2O Bad Habits is uh, a forgot a hidden match that no one even knows about, and it's on. It's, it's so good. 
like it was a great match. I remember, it was a I, remember match. I remember talking to Neil before that. He like months ago. He was like, I want to work Lucky. He wants Lucky like, is he, amazing. He is desperately want Lucky is an unsung hero of the scene. Does not get enough. You don't give any love, dude. I don't. I don't get it. I love Lucky. I have the greatest memory with him at um ISW that he when he did the Million Blocks Death Match. He was like playing around with the Millennium Fa- Falcon Lego. Mm. And like Kenny Copeland crushed it and he completely crushed his spirit before that match. Wow, it was the funniest lucky. thing. Like me and um Sean Tagger, shout Sean, ring fluenced. Me and him were sitting next to each other and we're just laughing our ass off at Lucky 13, playing with the Lego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, oh, there are man. a bunch of people out there who will name a wrestler and be like they deserve it. And like they really like, I don't really think they do, but like Lucky and Neil. Two of the finest. Two of the finest. Yeah. Um, so that was a yeah. That was a, lucky. Was on XPW this weekend. Yeah, um, him and he lost body the, right. The hard body. The body. I'm pissed about that. I like the body. I like the friend, body. I, I was I, for lucky. I, I've seen the body at um Horror Slam with that tag. It was. I, I I told you this tag match. It was him. Luck. It was him. Remington Roar versus Jordan Sampson in York when they came over. And they used yes. they used a stupid amount of glass and are brawling around this like this this little hall, and I'm just Dude, saying, I, like, uh, body like he after the match he goes to like the the bar and like grabs drinks and we're like what like this guy just doesn't care huh? Well, that so the day after they had an H2O show, Samson and York, and I was like, you guys are gonna use glass? I got a joke in passing. They're like, get the fuck out of here. We're done with that. Like, <laughs> um. Yeah, they used a lot of glass. Um, I'm a little bit upset I missed Murdoch Kirk. Oh, that was... um, Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. This was another... ICW, they're really hitting their stride. Millville is a good venue for them. I like that Millville, New Jersey venue for them. It's um, It's it's super crazy. I know it's... Or Westville, my bad. West Millville was uh, the field of fear. Remember that? Yep, the field of fear. Um, but yeah, Westville. I like that venue for them. That they get a good energy out of that venue. Um, the thing that's crazy is, um, Matt Trema. <laughs> oh, where do I start with him? The man hit a zigzag. Dolph Ziggler's finisher. Like, I mean, Matt Tremont is has, how how much does he weigh these days? Like three hundred, a little bit under. I think he's under. I think he's yeah, he's he's way under that. Oh, he's way under. Okay, he's big though. But, but he's a big dude. Hit a freaking zigzag on Hoodfoot. I I I literally texted Dan. I like I tweeted at Dan like Danny. You brought out the ungodly ability of Matt Tremont. That zigzag should be in a museum somewhere. I, yeah. I don't know. Have you seen it? Have you seen that what um, I'm talking about? Yes, I did. It, I, it I is just like the most. It, it is the most me. unreal thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. See, I'm kind of mad. Like, this is the problem. Like, I really hate this. Like, and I, I know Danny said he's going to stop doing it, or, or I don't know if he said that, but I don't. I hate when the the, the competing shows. Like, yeah, like, I don't like it either. Like. I want to see more, you know. Um, but yeah, no. Um, Sakuda Eric was stupid good. Like the, Eric Ryan's really running with this whole terracotta um gimmick. 
it's kind of hilarious to me. Oh, like, Enrique like, Ryan. Did you see what they uh, what it was? It was like just they just smashed pl- plant pots and put them all around the like the ring. And I'm just like, how do you, like how do you do this? And they made a really good job with it too. But again, Sakuda was killing it there. I know earlier in the week he had a match with Tommy Vendetta at RPW. I'm waiting for that match to go on air. Yeah. Um, Talk about a hell of a weekend for Sakuda, man. Detroit, Jersey. Oh, I missed them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sakuda needs a month-long excursion, though. Like these little month, these little three show spurts. He just needs a whole like month here. And I mean, yeah, I want to see Sakuda. He he is I, he is I, something I saw Kobayashi, else. Kobayashi though, so he, that's okay. You did see Kobayashi, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Um, but what else? I mean, um. Yeah, I said it was good. Tremont Hoodfoot was good. Kirk Murdoch was something else. I mean, if, if this is, I don't want to say this is Murdoch's last ICW match. I don't want to believe it. But talk about a way to go out. Like, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it's bundles. And I'm going to say this, but I'm glad Brandon has the belt. I'm glad Brandon has the belt. As much yeah, as I'm I differ from you here. What? I'm going to differ from you here. Well, you want Casey to still have it? I want Casey to still have it. I like Casey. I wanted to see her continue with her title reign. I, I just. Because it was built up so much. I wanted it to see, it I, was. I think she could have done a lot more. I really think she's but very good. I feel, and um, I will say this. Here's I'm going to play devil's advocate with you. The well is going to run out eventually for her. Like, it. They would have, like, every contender in ICW, if they were to lose her, like, it would have been, like, who's going to beat her? Like... So what, was it, like, something of the build was better than the... The build was definitely better, but I will say, like, Brandon is a guy who... Another, another guy we can mention with Neil and Lucky who does not get enough credit, who has been... He's a, very skilled. Yeah. He's very skilled. I mean, guy trains some of those H2O kids. Like... He knows what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, the, the trainer. Yeah, he's I one of. Bam is also on that list. Yeah, I mean, but Brandon, like, it's one of those things where, like, it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a finally we got here moment for Brandon, and I I, I I'm excited to see what he can do in the UK because he has a hell of a schedule. He's got he's very he's very good, and I'm happy that he he has the belt too, but. I feel I know, everyone, a little angry sometimes because I feel like the fans were loving the build up and they wanted Casey to win, wanted Casey to win, and then she got it. And, it and now like, they don't even like have her wrestle on shows. So at least like they were like, oh, like you know, she's the champion. Like okay, like no, this is dope. Like come on, like this is what but, everybody wanted. But I will say, I think with a lot, they did a lot of pivoting because of injuries and whatnot. I felt like everything was supposed to happen a little bit differently, but as the great Dane Amato says, you got to roll with the punches, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I will say though, speaking of Casey, March 4th, get ready, buckle up folks. Rini Amashita, Casey Kirk, in a GC W ring. It's happening. I'm looking forward we to We have that. manifested this. The fans have manifested this. 
This is like Godzilla King Kong shit. Screw that movie. If you've seen it, don't don't waste your time with it. This is the real big bill right here. I'm just gonna say that 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 should main event. If that doesn't main event uh, that Saturday, that's no, a disservice. No, I think so. That should main event. Screw it. I, I know they want. They probably want to put Murdoch Drew main event, but Casey Rena, let's go. Let's make it. Let's make this shit happen. No, I definitely think that. Uh, let's. I, I think it is time. Main. It is time to give Casey her due. It is time to put Rena in the main event slot of a GCW show. Who's better than Rena? She's the one that I want to see the most. She's probably my favorite GCW wrestler currently. I, I'd say Sawyer, like uh, who's my favorite, but I don't think. I mean, Rena's at the top of her level, and I, I, mm. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pose you a question though. Like that UV belt has not been defended at all in Japan, except maybe once when GCW came over, but like we kind of know why, but. Uh, we know why, but I'm just saying, like, what what is the future going to look? What is the future going to look like with that belt? Because now you bring it back, and everyone's like, "Oh, where was this belt?" Like everyone's going to kind of. I, I sent Brett a video a few days ago, actually, and was like, I made like the caption, like, "Who's going to be next for Arena to take out?" Just because, like, yeah, I was like, I haven't heard about the belt in a minute. Yeah. Um. The problem is, I don't know if people are aware of this, but this is the reality of the situation, and it sucks, but it, it's it's the reality that Pro Wrestling Freedoms is a Japanese promotion. The Japanese culture does not believe in women beating men in wrestling matches. So um, Rina actually has barely any wins in Japan against, uh, against the guys yeah. in death matches. Um, she had her first like win uh in wrestling in the united states for game changer wrestling so um you know if she were to defend the ultraviolet belt over there in a freedom show she would she would lose because they don't want to put her over it sucks yeah. but that's that's how it is yeah, um, it's, it's just a it's different just... culture um and and they can you know they can operate however they want to operate and i i respect that but that's the reality of it that so is the reality the hasn't been shown. It, yeah. it, it, it's unfortunate but I, it's just kind of interesting because i mean I'm going to say this, and this is kind of an early prediction, but I could see Murdoch winning that belt again. Me too. I, I was just going to say I, me too. I think we got to make a case. I mean... He's the I best lo- champion. Like, he's not even just the best champion, but like, last, 2022, if people didn't want to admit it, was his year. If you want to talk about a guy who literally went full circle, John Wayne Murdoch was that guy. I mean, number one, number one in the world, ranked. Like, I know the fans won't. Not every fan will admit this, but to me, I was at his run in at G at NGI. Not now, more than a year ago, I was stunned. I I was legit. I had no idea he was in the building. I had no idea he was there. And at Summit Park District, the ICW chants during that were wild. It was pandemonium in that building. Year later, yeah. bigger crowd, sold out. 
the Fight Plus debut. What does John Wayne Murdoch do? He runs the damn gauntlets to win NGI, basically cement his entire year really as the deathmatch ace for GCW. I mean, yeah, you have Drew coming in. Yeah, I have Rena, but Murdoch's your ace. He's your ace. And he's the best champion because he defends it all the time and he wrestles on like every show. So it's always going to be there. It's going to be there. Like it's, he's, he is Mr. Reliable. He's kind of the ace. Or give it to Sawyer. It, I, I probably faint if Sawyer won. <laughs> if Sawyer won, I, I, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I'm just going to say, I'd, I'd probably throw a champagne party in my house. If yeah. Sawyer won the UV belt, let's be honest there. But um yeah i mean it's just an interesting conundrum because of course with the way japan is we can't really see that belt being defended i mean that's so stupid too it, by the it, way it is he's like bigger than most of those those guys like um like, like it's so small women woman that's like like can't take up the guys like she wrecks people she, she powered by hood foot yeah she powered by hood foot <laughs> she it's funny you know who you know what makes me laugh it, I, I'm trying again. I'm not trying to take a dig, but like, like you know how she tags with Minoru Fujita. Yeah, she can literally power bomb him like 15 times she without breaking a sweat. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I just was like, you're telling me you don't want to have at least her defend the belt against Minoru Fujita and have her win? Dude, like, and- come on now. Uh, I, I don't know why like that would even be such an issue because he's not even active anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. Whatever. Like, also, dude, like, there's, like, hardly any Joshi deathmatch people, like, in history. I mean, uh... Nobody knows about this, and I'm about to put everybody onto something amazing. Okay. But there was a one-on-one match um, years ago in Big Japan between Yuko Miyamoto and Hana Kimura's mom. What? And they went all out, yeah. And they went no all way. out. No way. And everything. And it, no it's way. Easy, dude, and it's, no yep, way. Yep. Yeah, wow. wait. I didn't know Hanakamura's mom did freaking death matches. She did it. She did it with Yuko. Yeah. What's her name? What's her name? Uh, something Kimura. I, okay. I'll, I'll find it for you right now. Yeah. Just send it to me later. Yeah, Big well, Japan is wild. I have somebody. Big um, Japan be crazy. <laughs> I have someone researching the craziest. Big did you Japan ever? Did you ever see time. the match at Big Japan? This is the match I love. It's with Abdullah Kobayashi, Sakuda, and there was one other. It was like in a warehouse with like 300 tubes. And it was the one where Sakuda did the sexy Eddie. Do you remember that? Wait, Sakuda? It was Sakuda, Kobayashi. I forget the third guy who was in it. But it was at, it was just like, it was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But like, Sakuda. Okay, it's Kaita, it's Kyoko. Kimura. Kimura and Yuko Miyamoto versus Masashi wow. Takeda and No way. Uh, Shut up. Yeah, bro. I swear, dude. Shut they use up. Class <laughs> in Sasaki. Yep. Yeah. It's what? From a while ago. Okay. So she must have done multiple matches. Okay. That's with, yeah, insane. dude. I just looked it up. Wow. I didn't realize wow. The, the more you know, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just an interesting conundrum with Rena. I mean, she's, she's so top tier, but it's like, 
getting that belt, but I will say it's awesome that she's doing Toronto. It is awesome she's doing Toronto. I think she could be GCW champion. Man, I, I don't think the world would know what to do themselves if she's reading that. Extremely Rashi. over, like oh, she is. I'm just uh, saying. I'm just saying there are certain people who would not know how to handle themselves if Rena became champ. It would it, it would cause something. Um, what else? I mean, yeah, the I GCW mean, the, shows. The GCW news. Yeah, the March show was announced, but there was also a collective and some controversy for Deathmatch fans regarding that. Listen, here's my take on it. Crimson Crown, by the way, I'm just gonna put them over. They're doing a deathmatch show March 30th. It'll be the same week as the collective. If you want your deathmatch filled, they're gonna have a good amount of guys there. But but I'm just saying the UCC is a little stringent on glass and stuff. I've only seen glass when we use her ever like twice. Um, and I mean, listen, they they want Brett wants to keep that venue. He that's like kind of home base out west. I don't blame him. Um, I still think the collective is going to be good. I mean, you get DDT Pro in the freaking building. That's that is yeah. if you if, if you can find a way. I don't know if this is even remotely possible. If you can get Takashita in a GCW adjacent ring, golden. Just saying. See, like I respect that. I respect Konosuke and I respect DDT. Takashita is unreal. Just- it's just not interesting to me. I mean, yeah, like I want variety, but I mean, I can respect. I mean, you're getting DDT, you're getting um Santino. I am happy to see Santino Bros. They're like the local, like a delight. Why don't you tell dude. everyone who that really is, though? Because I don't think they know. Santino, I don't. Isn't it um? Wasn't it one of the guys who ran know. XBW? It was chaos from XBW. Chaos. It was Johnny OG Chaos. Johnny, Ka- yep. Johnny Chaos. Okay. I was trying to remember the name. I just couldn't think of it. But Johnny Chaos runs Santino Bros. And I'm, I'm happy for him that he got his school on that collective mm-hmm. show. I mean, it's a cool spot. I mean, it, it is. Because well, I don't think he's coming on XPW. No, I, I think uh. not, I, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing like with the collective, it's about spotlighting wrestlers on the, like, you have to admit that it's the biggest spotlight for a bunch of these guys. It's the biggest audience. It's the biggest reach. It's a huge deal. I'm sure they're going to sell so many tickets and it's going to be a kick-ass show. and It's going to be really just, good. But I, I think I'm just going to do the, the faces, faces of weekend the, here and, yeah. and just stay local, save some money. That makes most sense for me. Yeah, right now. I, I will admit first and foremost that LA is not cheap. I'm just going to say that. I did the collective last year, and I, I had a lot of fun. I Maybe next year I'll do the collective. We'll see. I just – I'm not spending the money. I mean, I wish I could do Faces of Death. I'm already going to spoil it, but I'm probably not coming for that since I'm trying to save my money for other things in the world. So I'm not – That's I'm not, not well, I'm, what is, So tell everybody what was announced, though, because it's pretty big. What, for Faces of Death? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Well, Face of the Death, it is a three promotion show, four days. March 31st, ICW is run at the HO Center. April, that's Saturday, RPW, Ruthless Pro, Michigan based. The Midwest is invading the East to show their brand of violence. 
They're doing, I believe, are they doing uh, a heart ball? first Midwest Deathmatch show. Yeah, it's at the HO Center. Oh, it's the HO Heart Center. Ballroom. Okay. Oh, it's, it's both. It's, it's uh, both. Okay. There's four shows. There's. Well, I'm trying to remember the Saturday. No holds bars. Yeah, two no holds so barred. Thursday, no holds barred. Friday, no holds barred. Saturday, RPW. W. Then I think yeah, Monday. Friday. No. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because Monday is Monday Night Death with H2O. I'll probably take off work and make this a thing. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're in the area and you're going to do it, enjoy it for me. I'm going to watch as much as I can of it. Um, it's just timing of it. It's not the cheapest. Um, unless someone wants to house me or fucker. I, I, Hey, I mean, if someone wants to fund for my Airbnb or whatever. You can stay with me. Well, you should have said that earlier. I told Steven that for TOS, he could stay at my beach house. Um, so, um, yeah, but all four shows are really interesting. I, I'm happy for Chris and RPW. I've sponsored for them before. Great guys. Um, yeah. It's just... There's an interesting thing to say about the collective, though. Which yeah, I hate to say it, but I, I, I'm going to say it because it's true. Um, you know, GCW did start and they got popular based on the death, death matches. But they've been selling so well all across the country and doing huge merch sales and, and huge gates um, in Chicago, for example, in, in the South and Alabama, in LA without death matches. Like when it comes down to it, death match fans are pretty much like the minority in it like they can do completely well without it which which sucks so like you know you can't be too angry at the promotion no people like don't be angry at the promotion be angry at the venue well like even like if gcw just didn't want to do any more death matches like they would go on as a company like yeah they be grateful when you do get to see death matches because they are risky and they're becoming more rare you know I'm going to say um, this as well. Speaking of, since we talked a bit about Japan, the guys who do death matches in Japan, that's a privilege. That's not a right. That's a privilege. What do you mean? Like, they're, they train their asses off to do it. Like, they're good at the fundamentals of death match wrestling because they know how to wrestle. Like, they're not well, just yeah, doing... They go through, like, dojo training yeah, like, for wrestling. But people think, like, you can just walk into a death match and, oh, you're going to see all death matches. Like, no, like, some of these deathmatch wrestlers know how to wrestle. It's deathmatch wrestling. Every single wrestler from Japan that does deathmatches can out-wrestle most of the United States guys in, like, a shoot wrestling match because they're good at the fundamentals. Every single one of them. Yeah, I mean... Think, it's think just, of Takeda, Miyamoto, Ito. Takeda is, like, the full package, man. Is, I mean, look. Like, Takeda literally is the pinnacle of, like, peak physique form. When it comes to deathmatch wrestlers, let's be real here. He's a beast, dude. He, 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 Sakuda, if, I'm sure. Oh, Sakuda stopped. He just stopped. Rina. He stopped. Drew. All these people went through dojos. Yeah, I like. I don't think people comprehend what that means. Exactly. Um, you live there and train all day and do bitch work and chores for older wrestlers. You're like a fraternity pledge. You're yeah, in the military, basically. I'm just, I just said that because I think people, I think people just see death matches like, oh, like anyone can do them, and it's like that's not the case. No, they don't appreciate 
Japan. They, 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 well, they, they don't appreciate what these guys go through. Like, not even just country. Like, in general, like, it just seems... Um, it's just, man. Like, I, I, I'm happy that GCW is involved and they're making, they're profitable. They are a very profitable independent promotion. Let's be real here. I mean, they're able to go, they're able to sustain the the income they get and go, you know, um, what was I going to say? Like, like they go like to different markets almost every week now, along with yeah. their home bases. I mean, that's a lot. That That is not just, something that happened magically that takes years and years of hard work so i mean it sucks but you know what the show goes on i mean they put together a hell of a card i mean i'm happy to see big gay world of lucha and cali man that's gonna go off the damn chain and with the with, with the vikingo embargo done you know how many people are gonna watch vikingo wrestlemania weekend mm-hmm. Fire. You know, an, another thing that I don't think people appreciate, and I'm sorry to go on a rant on people, but oh. I don't think people understand the the risks that go involved that involve putting on a death match. Um, you know, and I've gotten so much flack for saying this, uh, uh, but I don't really care. Um, most fans who are just wrestling fans do not want to be cut with the glass, okay? And those things fly out of the ring. If you're at a venue for the first time with a new market, with new people who own the building, and somebody gets cut with the tube, it's not good. And that's a risk. So, like, I'm just saying, appreciate when you do get to go to yeah, a Yeah, exactly. Match. And uh, it, it's, it is a risk, it, though, that as I'm the promoter. T- I, as I said, Crimson Crown Wrestling, I'm going to put them over again because one of the commentators I will be working with at No Man's Land Wrestling they are literally running the same weekend as the collective. If you don't want to go to one of the collective shows, go to Crimson Crown. There will be a plenty. How they doing? I think no pieces too. Yes, no, New Fear City, New um, Fear City, and Circle Six. I'm just gonna say, but well, like they, com- they combine with. Oh yeah, I think you're be- right. Yeah, but like I'm just saying, um, there are other promotions in the area that will, in fact, be running death matches at buildings that allow them to. So do not complain. Be proactive. Do your research. We are here to help you. Like, it is easy as sliding into our DMs and asking us. We we are on the interwebs. We see this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's well, we easy. We don't care about getting cut either. But I, we, we have both gotten cut at shows. You've a little bit worse I than me. I get cut me. like every show. You get potatoed. Um, you get cut. You get it all. I got caught. Um, Speaking of getting caught, XCW was using quarter inch paint. You know quarter how insane inch. That is. That's, they were that's... so thick, dude. Oh, they are these like up. the ones? Yeah. They're so big, dude. I don't know where they found these things. Somewhere. Um, Habitat like, for Humanity Restore, bro. It, it came flying at me. Hit my finger. Immediately started bleeding. Like uh, these things are no joke, dude. Those those paints are crazy. Jeez, what, what would it? What would you rather get, a tube or a pain? Hmm. I'd rather take a pain to the back. 
because like that's like oh, normal. Man. But I'd rather take a tube head on. I'd probably rather take a tube head on. I mean, that's the seven four zero guy um, self. Yeah, self. Uh, he's a he's shouts himself. He's a funny dude, man. Love dude, self. We, at at the collective last year, uh, I gave him a ride. And he just took like a bunch of tubes from no piece. And then when we got outside of the collective and he, he got a uh, cowbitch from hell terror. He's like, just hit me with this. So we did this whole segment where we're out on the grass and he just gets like destroyed by tubes. And he started immediately bleeding because he was bald. Well, he's he was, bald. Like, oh, yeah. I was like, shit. He's like, Oh, I love this. This was so fun. It's funny. Like, <laughs> uh, God. Bald, bald death match. Russell was having real easy. I'm just going to say that they don't have to deal with any hair. Meanwhile, Sawyer Rex being like, one day I might shave my head <laughs> just to make it easier. I'm like, no. Dude, I broke a tube over my head this weekend. Yeah. Just for fun, like in front right. of outside the venue. And you can't get it out of your hair. Yeah, it's it's in there. You have to like, yeah, you, have to, dude, you just have a major, there. you have a major league like shower. You have to like, I never realized that, dude, that it gets stuck in your hair. I'd rather like wear a like I'd rather wear like a hoodie or something like a that if I'm taking a tube shot too. No, you can't. You gotta go ball. You gotta go like free. But uh, uh, yeah, guess, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's just oh god, the conundrums we have here. Oh wait, wait, wait! We forgot about something huge. What? What? So, John Zandig. Is oh, now back, sorry. ladies and gentlemen. Um, and he is helping promote Ultraviolet no, Underground. No, not only helping, he is literally PCW's project. He's on he board or whatever. Okay, I have a I have a thing about this. And again, to the people who are listening to this, I'm really trying. Well, break not it down to... because this is confusing because I don't even really understand this, and I was going to do commentary for it. I I, I don't Plus. get it. Okay, I, I don't. So I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go off of a notes thing. You probably know. You probably know what I'm going to go off of because I think this is the best way to explain it. Because there is no other way to explain it. I'm I'm trying not to be mean when I say this, but literally, it just feels like John Zandig usurped DJ Hyde in 2023. It, it literally feels like this. I'm not trying to be mean when I say what, that. What did you What did you say? It feels like Zandig literally usurped. DJ Hyde. What does usurped mean? Like overthrow. Like take over. Yeah. Like um, he literally usurped in the weirdest. So here, these are notes that were given to me. Um, or given to a lot of us on the Facebook page. So this is the Zandig UVU CZW situation. Zandig is affiliated with UVU. UVU and CCW are no longer affiliated. DJ Hyde is no longer affiliated with the UVU project. Originally, DJ and Pan Coast Productions, who is currently producing Ultraviolet Underground, were co-producing these events. That is no longer the case due to creative differences. The four events will go on as planned. All parties have the utmost respect and deference for one another. John does not own Ultraviolet Underground. John is not affiliated with CTW. John is working solely with UVU to create to help create a more fun and enjoyable product. This is where it gets interesting, though, because of the no longer being affiliated with CTW. The term of death. Like I just 
it, it just it, it just doesn't sit well with me. I, I was honest no, because I was getting I was getting on board with CTW. I was getting on board with them. I am too, exactly. But, I worked tournament of death. I got proposed to do, and I'm going to shoot here. Well, whatever. okay, let's let's. I'm not going to like bury anybody, but, but okay, I, and I'm on fine terms with it, with the people. But I agreed to continue after hearing his idea after hearing DJ and Shannon's idea for Ultraviolet Underground, and I was very excited to to work with them. Um, I don't know anything about Zandig. I really, you know don't know anything about this new company that's helping them run you know i wanted to be a part of combat zone um so for me i don't really think this is going to work out for me um I, i've gotten word that tournament of death and cage of death are still and maybe some death match projects within czw are still going to happen so i think i'm just going to stick to that um so I, I know some were excited that i was going to be doing commentary but i just don't think this is the right venture for me um well you, you that's where that's why i brought it up well you heard it here first first folks um i want to continue with the statement which this was given to most of us by shannon um who works for both uvu and czw so um with the streaming uvu will not stream live but it will air on its own streaming platform at a later time very soon after the date of the show um the big thing here, since it's no longer associated with CGW, the TOD early ticket perk and the premiere subscription go away. So that's kind of a downgrade. Um, the otherwise, most of everything stays the same for UVU. And mind you, if you're curious about the price tag, I saw the season ticket price tag. It's $400 for all four shows. You get everything, $400. That's why I saw um, Which a lot of people are like, why would I give that to a company that's never put on a death match? It's, Which it's a, it's was a, why I was like, oh, it was CZW. They've done this before, you know. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to promote that. I, I can't I mean, guarantee anybody anything. Yeah, and I mean, I, I just think there's a lot of there's a lot of unclearness, or it's very unclear still. Um, so they're expanding the, the pricing packages per the requests that have been made. I don't know where these requests are made. And they understand that the times are challenging and you need options, but please be on the lookout. Here's the other thing. Mind you, this was on the 22nd of January, so about two days ago. So talent matches and locations are still to be determined, but it will be rolled out in over the next two to three weeks. Uh -huh. Um. Again, we don't – I know Mike just shot here, and we want to be as transparent with you guys as possible. Um, there's just a lot of skepticism. I mean, a lot remains to be seen. I mean, mind you, it's there. there is no – it is no secret that John Zandig is probably one of the most polarizing figures in, honestly, wrestling today. I mean, this, and I think the fact that this this leadership change happened in the middle of the progress, especially when four wrestlers, a uh, announcer, and a commentator were announced. I, I I don't want to be disrespectful, but it just it's not, it just doesn't sit right 
something doesn't sit right with me. I don't know what. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Like, mm. and I mean, again, like, you're free to do your own thing. And I respect whatever you do. To go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, this, this whole thing, it, it's a very interesting concept because... Like the idea of Ultraviolet Underground was cool. This was originally CZW's idea. And of course, both Zandig and DJ Hyde were both head honchos of that era. Um this this is just this is a very intriguing uh leadership or change in creative. Um you don't see you don't see this very publicly often. In um in independent wrestling, if ever. Um, so th- th- this is a very confusing time for a lot of deathmatch fans. Um this is a very concerning. I think there's definitely gonna be concerns. Um it's it is unfortunate that this happened. I mean. I don't want to say like this won't fail, but it, it it definitely is behind the eight ball to start. And I I hope nothing but the best for Ultraviolet Underground. I mean, I, I I thought going into it, as per Mike, that this was kind of a CZW side project. And I mean, now it's not even that. Like it's it's like the rug was kind of swept on was like taken under us so that's just kind of what i have to yeah, say i don't know anything else about that like i really i didn't get any briefing about what happened i haven't spoken to dj or anything so i can't really give you guys any insight no, but of course um, yeah maybe i'll go i'll probably go as like a fan um but yeah we'll it's, see what happens like yeah guess. it's a very it's a very it's a, it is a very wait and see situation and again this is i said this while you're in the bathroom like this is a very unprecedented move like you don't hear in indie wrestling about like usually you hear about in WWE all the time like oh this guy was let go because of create differences or this is like independent wrestling no you barely hear about a promotion literally going through creative differences it's usually they're pretty who would have thought now everybody's back rob i i I thought zandig i thought zandig i thought zandig was gonna be back for a while but took him a little longer than expected but that's just, a, I'm going to leave it at that because that's just how I feel. Um, I mean, what else? It's just, I also want to get to, um, shout out to, I want to just briefly, Mid Death Pro running in Vegas. If any, if we have any Las Vegas listeners, check out Mid Death Pro. They're in town, I believe, Friday the 27th. Um, they are awesome. Shout out to Malachi and the guys there. Um, but, um, Phil Stamper, if you don't know Phil Stamper, he's kind of a Midwest wrestling consultant has done a hell of a job expanding the company. Not just, they were just, mind you, they just started in a Des Moines, Iowa dive bar. They're already doing Vegas. They're already doing Omaha. They're already doing Kalamazoo. They're really doing a great job. Um, funny bone is going to be on the show. 
as well. I don't know if you saw who's going to be on the show. Like Doctor yeah. Doctor Redacted's facing Keen Stoneburner. That's my dude. Um, Joey Knotts, um, Tony Garrix, Carver, Carver's defending the bell against Funny Bone. Um, yeah, Suicide Dive. It's going to be at the Dive Bar in Las Vegas. So if any of you are in Vegas. But just so you guys know, this will probably be filmed and on YouTube probably in the next few weeks. Um, they're very good about that. And they have a great commentator, Nick Manawa, if you know him, one of the best in the Midwest. Um, he does the commentary from Mid-Death Pro. But um, really am excited. Also, um, if you know Judge Joe Dredd, he's going to be on that show too. Dude's a beast. Um. But yeah, this is a really cool show. Mid-Death Pro, check them out. Great friends of the show. <clears throat> and then, of course, um, so I just, I mean, t- to break the fourth wall a little bit, this episode was going to be the first of the Road to No Man's Land series. But unfortunately, Neil Diamond Cutter was still kind of recovering from his very gnarly in- bodily <laughs> harm injuries. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he wanted to postpone, which was okay. We're we're going to get with him, Satujin and Thomas Held, who are the three visionaries of No Man's Land. They're going to get them on very soon. That'll be episode one of the Road to No Man's Land series. Um, I'm just going to run through what we have so far with this card. If you haven't checked out this card, I've been posting almost every match announcement on my Twitter, so you can go there. But as of right now, half of Front Row is sold out. So, mind you, this is their first show they've ever done. Um, this is huge. But um, just announced today, Casanova Valentine versus Gary J just got announced. Um, the big one, this is the one I think got a lot, a lot, a lot of traction. The tag team war between Casey Kirk, Randy West versus Hoodfoot and Matt Tremont. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, yeah, that's going to be something else. Um, what else we got? We got Jimmy Chanda Lion, Schwartzy, I Am Provider. Um, I Am Provider, for those of you that don't know, he's kind of a Colorado wrestling staple. He, he actually runs Primos. If you know, if you know Slave of the Death, you know, Primos. Um, so that is the guy who runs it. Of course, though, the big kahuna so far, this may be your main event. I don't want, don't quote me on this. Clint Margera coming back to the States to take on Neil Diamond Cutter in a no man's land death match. Clint Margera said he wanted a year of first. I didn't expect this year of first to include this match that we are getting at the H2O Center on March 17th. Um, Also, this is my personal favorite match. When this was told to me, like, I smiled, and I wouldn't stop smiling, but MM3, Lucky 13, like, that's going to be a banger. That is going to be a banger of a match, man. Like, I just got to say that. Um, That is a hell of a match. And um, also, of course, to... I believe this is going to be opening the show. Don't quote me on this. But Midwest Scum, Darren McCarty's boys, they're going to be coming out east to take on Ross and Bradley. God rest Midwest Scum's souls because I don't know if they're going to survive that. 
Um, don't quote me if they do, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. And also, Satu Jean's on the card. Tommy Vendetta's on the card. Um, Callum Butcher makes his United States Independent Wrestling debut. Be on the lookout very soon for his match announcement for the show. I think you're gonna like it. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot in store. But also remember, ICW No Holds Barred runs in Boston the next day. So make it a two-day wrestling weekend. I don't know. Um, but I think that's really all I got. I mean, what a what a crazy turn of events. You got potatoed by Necro. You somehow survived to, and lived to tell the tale. Um, I somehow am... I'm like from- Mickey Rourke. Yeah, you're like Mickey Rourke. Did you get a did you get a did you get a blading lesson? No, 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 no. I felt like Mickey Rourke though. I felt like yeah. I was on the wrestler. No, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, did Necro didn't give you a blading lesson like on the wrestler? No, no, no. You take a sable gun. Um, but yeah, I mean lot. In the world of deathmatch, there's so much. Oh, Drew Parker, Johnny Murdoch happening. That's number one battle for best in the world. I agree. Um, it's just a crazy, crazy time to be a deathmatch fan. There's so much faces of death. I mean, also, UK deathmatch scene popping off with that ICW Rise weekend. Get on that if you haven't seen the schedule. Believe ICW is putting it out very soon. Don't quote me that, but I gotta say before we end it, have you seen the Jack Harrop promo from Rise that he did? No, I haven't seen anything. Man, to be honest, the, in a bit. So Jack is the son of Iceman, the UK Deathmatch legend, and he did yeah, this yeah, awesome, yeah. this awesome, awesome promo to hype up so. At Outlaw Cup, his dad wanted to throw in the towel during their match. I remember this. They had like a backstage thing, right? Yes. So Jack shot a promo declaring during one of the shows he wants to face his dad in a last man standing match. So they're doing Jack Hare versus Iceman in a last man standing. More promos in death matches, please. Please. I'm begging Mm -hmm. you. It's not hard. To, to sit down and maybe do a five-minute promo or less. And, man, like, this promo, I got chills. Like, he was like, and when we enter the ring, you're no longer my father. You're my enemy. And I got goosebumps when he said that. Like, this is, like, you want real heat? This is how you get it. So, I mean, yeah, it's... That's happening. I know uh, Matt Tremont's making the trip over there. Lou Nixon gonna have his breakout. We're we're I'm banking on it. Me and Mike Odom from Enough and Believe we're banking on the Lou Nixon breakout train. So um, I, I agree with yeah, with that. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got, guys. Thank you for listening to this news desk and the testimonial from Mike Servino on um, the punch hurt around the world at XPW. So. Um, you have anything any other last words to say to the the folks at home or wherever they're listening to this um uh no 
<laughs> that's that's all, folks. Uh, no, but seriously, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Have a good rest of your night. This has been a Countout Podcast.